One of the greatest gifts of being an interviewer is creating a bond with the women I feature. I've been doing this for oh, a long time, nearly 30 years, and I've had the honor of interviewing nearly 800 women. The friendships that develop are the icing on my cake. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. The woman you are about to meet was on the show in the summer of 2019. And when we recorded her story, she was expecting her fourth child. And her episode is one of our most downloaded shows. Right now, I'm sitting in her kitchen, and the baby she was expecting in 2019 is a sweet little boy who's running around outside with his dad who's home this morning. She has devoted her career to helping women reach their full potential. And now, she's extended that commitment to children. Like so many parents, the pandemic and homeschooling overwhelmed us. But fortunately for her, she's a former teacher and she used her skills and her knowledge to create a five-minute morning journal for kids. Her name is Katie Wood and this is her story. Katie, so great to see you again. Oh my gosh, Candy, it's such an honor having you in my kitchen. Thank you. And it's a lovely kitchen and you've got cookies on the counter. I might take one of those before I go home. The book is called A Simple Seed of Growth, Gratitude, and Giggles. So tell us how this five-minute morning journal for kids was born. So this book has been a little over a two-year project that started during the chaos of COVID, when the pandemic hit. It was an early morning, and I have been centering myself early in the morning for about five years now really getting myself focused and clear and practicing gratitude and prayer. It's the calm before the storm because I have four small kids. And if I don't take care of myself first, I have nothing to give them. So one early morning when I was doing my morning routine, my second child came down, sat next to me. It was dark outside. I had my candle. And in a soft little voice, she looked at me and said, can you teach me how to have great mornings too? And something just went down my spine. Something about that statement felt so right. And it was as if she planted a little seed in my heart. And I knew that I needed to teach them how to have great mornings. And it hit me how have I not done that since it's been such a big part of my life? Why am I not giving them that gift? And now that we are homeschool and it's going to be crazy, I better center them before we get going with the day. And that is how A Simple Seed was born. Well, we know that mindset works as a first step towards success for adults. But what I'm hearing from you is it works for children too. 100%. As parents, we have this gift and opportunity when kids come into our life. You know, I always think kids, they're borrowed. You know, they're not ours. And it is our role and our duty and our most important thing to empower them and raise them right and give them that gift of, a growth mindset so that when they grow up and enter the world and you've done your job, they know they can figure anything out because it's all between the ears and you've given them that gift. Well, a simple seed begins with the words, quote, to start your day firmly planted. Talk to me about that. How you start the day is an indication of how your day will go. And one positive thought in the morning, gratitude, something to just make you more self-aware and intentional, it gets your feet standing firm and you take control. Where I think most people, the day controls them. And that's a choice. And when you can stand firmly planted and walk out that door, head held high, positive affirmations, paying attention to the voice in your head and 
gratitude in your heart, your day is going to attract that. And that is a beautiful gift, not only that we can give our kids, but then kids go and spread that energy to other kids and it becomes a ripple effect. Well, you've got a letter to parents in the very beginning of the journal. So tell us a little bit of what that letter says. You know, that's from my heart to yours. Authors usually create books because they needed it first. Our family needed this. We needed a morning routine. And I've seen a very big difference with my kids of that complete chaos to more calm and connected morning. And it doesn't mean every morning is perfect. There are four kids, 10 and under. My husband's a fireman and gone a lot. But there is a change. There is a difference. And I've seen it. And in my letter to parents, it's really like, we all need this. The goal and intention of this journal is to help make families more connected and help bring that awareness, those great family conversations and better mornings because... I know we all need better mornings. Well, I mentioned in the very beginning that you're a former teacher, and I'm going to guess that those skills came in pretty handy during the pandemic. But still, every mom and dad I talk to says it was one of the hardest chapters in their lives, mostly because everybody was captive in one space during the lockdown with parents who are working, trying to figure out how to do that, children missing their friends, they can't play with them, they miss their school teachers. Paint me a picture. Give me a snapshot. What was it like around here during the lockdown? I mean, it was loud. It was so loud. <laughs> Those are your it first was words. So, it was so loud because I had a newborn too. So my kids at the time were eight, six, four, and a newborn. And my husband was a new paramedic and fireman and out working way more because of the pandemic. And it was chaotic. I would completely be lying if I said it was smooth sailing. However, though, if you Dig deep and you look back now, and I think, you know, that whole hindsight is twenty twenty. It also was a beautiful time for families to connect. If COVID didn't affect you, real connections were made. And we stepped back and reassessed our values and had that time that, you know, we're such a go, go, go culture and society. And to pause and just breathe and reflect I really think that was a gift we all needed and probably didn't know at the time. Let's talk a little bit about specifics in the book. Give us some examples of what is found in the five-minute journal, because I found a few things that I really love. I love page 14, life is rigged in your favor. Life is how you look at it. It's perspective. And life can be hard for everybody, but you know it's supposed to be. I teach my kids all the time, if you can live your life as though everything is rigged in your favor, meaning the good, the bad, the hardships, the pivots, the setbacks, they're here to make us stronger. They're here to make us stop and pause and find the lesson. Mistakes are just simply lessons and failure is a good thing. And if you can see that all the hard things that happen in life are here to just make us better and stronger, you will live your life so differently. And that is probably my biggest lesson I've ever taught my kids. And I can see them live by it. Page 66, know when to be rude. I love that entry because it sums up that this book has a hundred life lessons that we're probably not sitting down teaching our kids because we are all staying afloat and life is very busy and we're doing the best we can. And I created this to give those important life lessons without having to Google it or think about it. Here they are. Now it's time to put it into action and know when to be rude. You know, I have three daughters We teach our girls to be polite. We teach them, you know, say please, say thank you. And that's important, 100%. 
However, there's a time where you can pull your root card. If something in your gut or something in your belly feels wrong, and your gut will never lie to you. It is your inner GPS. It will never steer you the wrong way. And if you can pay attention to that and know when to be rude, you pull that card and you say no and you stand firm. And I want my girls to know that. And that is a very important entries for girls and boys to know when to be rude because there is a time and a place where it will serve you well. It's also an important message to listen to the voice inside your head from an early age. We all have a voice in our head and that voice sometimes will talk you out of things. But if you can understand it, and that's why I created a little box of I am statements, what follows your I am's will come back and follow you. Start paying attention to how you're talking to yourself because you're with you more than anybody else. And you really got to be your own best friend, supporter and listen to that inner voice. One of the rules in my house when my children were growing up, and I was a single mom, so we had to have quite a few of these rules, was a messy bed is a messy day. And you talk about that in this book. That's right. So I am a very big believer in having your first success of the day, your first win. And that is as simple as making your bed. You are setting the tone that I'm going to win. And my kids cannot come downstairs unless their bed is made. And sometimes they will, and they, they will march right back up and make their bed. You are setting the tone. You are proactive and setting up those little tiny successes because the more little successes we have, those snowball and those really lead to the big successes in life. I'm looking at the book and I wonder if you could give our listeners a visual of the way a simple lesson is set up so that it only takes five minutes for the child to do it in the morning. Talk us through that. Yes. So that's why we call it a simple seed because it is simple. And the name comes from that role as a parent is to plant these seeds in our kids' minds and hearts and lives and that their roots are who they are. That is the foundation of them. There's a hundred entries and it takes five minutes to do. And if your kid's a self-reader, they can do it on their own. But it is a short life lesson. Then gratitude, where they focus on three things they're grateful for. An I am statement, where they write a word that describes who they are. A daily challenge, a morning giggle, and then a chance to say, be intentional. So there's a box that says, who can I make smile today? And for example, my daughter this morning did the lunch lady. And it's nice to know she's going to walk into that school saying, I want to make her smile. And that's that ripple effect. And then at the very bottom is parent perspective, where if you want to revisit at dinner, they ask the parents, hey, mom, I read about life being rigged in your favor. Can you tell me a time in your life where that happened? Tell us your website so listeners have it. So it's simpleseedjournal.com. I'm super excited about having this book go from our home to other homes. Well, you have a robust social media following, not just in the Boston area, but really across the country. It's a community of women whom you've worked with and women whom you have inspired. So tell us a little bit about that part of your life and what has the reaction to the book been throughout your community? If I go back, I was a teacher for 10 years. I had two babies and I was pregnant with my third. And I knew at that point, you know, teaching was a beautiful career and I loved it, but I just wasn't fitting where, you know, this new stage in life and something had to change and I wanted that change. And so that's when I started an at-home business surrounded by amazing women and it really set me up for this very moment. I learned the hardships. I learned how to hustle. I learned (laughs) how to handle rejection and all of that really led me to this book. And it's a beautiful community of women who support each other. If you can find that group, you are blessed because 
you know, not every woman is going to cheer you on. Not every woman is going to stand up and applause and do all that. You need to be your own best cheerleader. But I am so grateful. I have such an incredible support system in my life. And their reaction has been pretty incredible. Our first week of just pre-orders, we sold over 600 books. That's amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's just, it, the best part is that it's just knowing, you know, all the seeds we've been planting in our kids' lives, other people get to do the same thing. And, and that honestly is what brings me the biggest joy. What are your hopes and what is the mission of this book? The mission is to help families, to help build that strong foundation. You know, our future is so unknown and we don't know what the future holds for these kids. And, you know, I think we get so caught up in the day to day and we're so busy in sports and life has just become just nonstop. And I think if you can just stop and be more intentional with your life and your kids, you know, you're going to give them that foundation by the time you send them off to college, you're going to look them in the eye and say, you know, I gave you everything you need and you're going to feel good about that. And that's that strong foundation. And that's the whole point of a simple seed is, to bring families together, to connect them with beautiful conversations and make your life a little bit easier because all the work has been done. Question for you. How did you explain the pandemic to your children? That's a good question. I, I haven't thought about that. I explained it as this is life. This is the challenges that life will bring when you least expect it. There's so much you cannot control in life. And I think the two biggest things that I teach the kids and my sister was always good at planting this seed in me. It's, it's your attitude and your effort. And it's how you choose to look at things and then the effort you're going to put in. You know, I'm going to be honest, and this is just my opinion. And I say this as someone who's also a communications coach. When children are masked and their brains are still developing social skills, they can't tell if someone is smiling or someone is frowning, there's a disconnect mm -hmm. during that social interaction. And vital body language is often hidden underneath that mask. We know that language skills are down for children as a result of the pandemic. What did you observe as a mom when you looked around during that time? More is caught than taught. That, that's a big thing my husband and I say a lot. More is caught than taught. And I think based on how we responded in fear or keeping calm, even though that was really hard at times, you, that energy is very real and kids pick up on that. And the more calm and the more we practice gratitude and the more we tried to see the good in a hard situation, I really think that radiated to our kids. But I will also say I have never seen kids more anxious, more stressed. And I think it is at an all time high. And I think that's where as parents, it all starts at home. I think teachers are very overwhelmed. And I think if we as parents, like with this journal, can set up our kids to have that right mindset and have your heart centered and go into the day with a clear mind and really just filling it with goodness, that helps them, that helps you, and that helps our teachers. I'm getting a vibe too that this book could be a way for doing some healing. Oh, yeah. So 100%. I think it makes you reflect. I know it to be true that our moments of reflection are our biggest aha moments, our biggest life lessons where we can either stop and pivot and make a change or continue the way we are. And yeah, this book will bring up a chance for parents to reflect as well when those kids get to ask those questions at the end. I mean, you could share some really life powerful lessons with your kids. A simple seed of growth, gratitude, and giggles. There is an element of faith in this book. Not preachy, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the daily challenge that I did talks about 
being kind. So I think it's so important for kids to have that planted in your mind. Be kind like to somebody. Be brave. Do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, don't fear failure. Like go for it. And then keep God in your heart. And that's so important I teach my kids because it humbles us. It allows us to realize there's something so much bigger than us in the world. Your husband is a firefighter and a paramedic. I know you're very proud of him. Our first responders were on the front lines during the pandemic and every day since then. What have you learned about being the spouse of a firefighter? My husband became a fireman later in life where he had opportunities to have different careers before that. And his timing could not, I don't know if it was like the best or the worst timing, (laughs) but I think it puts everything in perspective. You see all the sacrifices they make. They're running into things where everyone's running out and it just humbles you. And it reminds you of what's most important in life. You know, my husband and I made a promise to each other that we will follow our hearts with our careers. We're not going to chase a career for money. We're going to do what's what we feel is best for us that follows our heart, that gives back, that makes us better, and most importantly, gives us the most time with our family because in our eyes, success is, is time, time well spent with our families. And that's what we've followed our path on. What have you learned from all of your years of working with women around helping them pursue their goals and their dreams What have you learned from that portion of your life that you're now bringing into this new chapter with a simple seed? Women are amazing and I feel it is our time. I think women are rising and every woman that does something courageous or brave or just goes for it or creates, they're simply laying the platform for someone else to do and saying, if I can do this, you can do this too. And I think that I I have been surrounded by so many incredible women who have done so many mind-blowing things. The more you surround yourself with that, the more you start to believe you can do it. And I think at the end of the day, I always think I can't tell my kids to go follow your heart or create this if I don't walk the walk and do it first. Again, more is caught than taught. And as hard as that is, I love that my kids have seen me struggle and seen my imperfect mom moments and <laughs> and all of that that has come with creating this book at home so that they know, they know that they can do it too. Well, speaking of struggle, I want to check in and talk a little bit because when we first met, one of the things that had been a very difficult time for you and your husband was you had a very sick child, mm-hmm. a little girl named Gabriella. Give us an update and tell us how she's doing. She, I see pictures on Facebook. She looks like a million bucks. She's incredible. You know, we named her Gabriella because it meant, an, you know, an angel from God. And she's a pretty miraculous little girl. You know, she had surgery a little over four years ago for craniosynostosis. She had 150 stitches and it was a six hour surgery at Boston Children's. If you go through something like that, you walk out of that hospital a different person where you just see life very differently. And it was that moment my husband and I really looked at each other saying, we are going to live our life like very full We are going to be the best role models that we can be. And that does not mean we're perfect. Trust me. We have our down times, our down moments too. But Gabby really has opened my eyes and inspired me to be who I am and take the path I have because of her. And that was truly a rigged in our favor moment. 
Well, when we first met and profiled you in 2019, we talked a lot about your past. We talked about where you come from, your values, your goals, your dreams, the fact that you were a walk-on for the Providence College women's basketball team. And listeners can go back and listen to part one of Katie's story, this being part two, our update. Next three questions that I ask, I ask of everyone who sits where you are. And I'm interested to hear if your answers are different from the first time we met. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? So I think it's that attitude and effort, that stop, you look at the obstacle, you breathe, and it's you knowing if you cannot control it, if you cannot change it, then how are you going to react to it? How are you going to control your emotions? What can I do about it? And so much of life is out of our control, but so much of our actions are in control. And that's what I focus on. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received, Kate? And can you pass that along to our listeners today? Oh my gosh. I'm going to go back to the rigged in your favor. I think, you know, I'm such a believer in trusting your journey in life. And if you can just learn to trust the hard moments because they're inevitable, we all have them. You've never watched a movie that was just straight sailing, you know, beautiful beginning, middle and end. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. And if you can learn to just see the positivity and that doesn't mean just always be smiling and not feeling the hard emotions, but just learn to find the good in the hard times, your life will just be so much more beautiful. The women that I've interviewed have all taught me that our view of success changes as we age, kind of like wine. It grows sweeter. It grows deeper with time. Right now, in this chapter of your life, what does success mean to you? Time. Raising really mentally strong kids with with big hearts that know who they want to be instead of what they want to do for a living. And I think the more we invest in them, the more we pour into them. You know, at the end of the day, you know we're all gonna sit on that rocking chair when we're old, hopefully we get there and reflect on our life. And that is what we're gonna think about. It's time with the people that we love and the relationships we built and the love that we gave out. And I try to remind myself of that often. The book is called A Simple Seed. It's published by Academy Press. The author is our guest in this episode, Katie L. Wood. It is a five-minute morning journal for children. Available on Amazon soon. So thank you so much for being our guest on The Story Behind Her Success. Thank you for having me, Candy. You are amazing. Thank you. And that's The Story Behind Her Success for this week. If you know a woman I should interview for the show, reach out and tell me about her just go to my website, candyoterry.com. There's also a full library of stories for you to listen to anytime you need a little dose of inspiration. Follow me on Facebook at Candy O'Terry Official and on all other platforms at Candy O'Terry. And whether you're listening on one of our radio affiliates or from your smartphone, we'll have a fresh episode for you next week on the story behind her success. And remember, when we lift each other up, We all rise.